Get Out of Your Own Way with Brittany A. Johnson is a podcast where we learn all of the ways we trip, stumble, and get in our own way and what we can do to get out of it. I want to insert this disclaimer that while I am a licensed mental health therapist, this is not therapy. This is not a substitute for therapy. This is, however, something that you can listen to to give you some insight, give you some ideas, some things to think about, and work with the therapist in your local area if you need one. Stay tuned for today's episode. Welcome to today's episode. We're going to kind of talk about pouring into ourselves, why we don't do it, why we need to do it, and how to do it. So many of us have heard the cliche statement that says, you can't pour from an empty cup or fill yourself up first before you fill up others. Or my favorite one that I do often use in session is putting your mask on first before you try to save others. So we have so many different ways to try to remind ourselves to pour into ourselves, to take care of ourselves while we're taking care of others or in addition to or before we take care of others ultimately. But what happens? Why don't we do it? What gets in the way of us being able to put ourselves first or at least put ourselves high enough on our priority list that we can kind of start to take care of ourselves and be healthy and whole in our own way. So let's kind of dig in a little bit to what causes us to not take care of ourselves first or to put ourselves last. The number one overwhelming reason that a lot of people will tell you as to why they don't put themselves first or at least higher on their priority list is because of this fear of being perceived as being a selfish person. The fear of being perceived as being selfish is often overwhelming and keeps us stuck in this cycle of putting others first with the hope that we will somehow get some of those drips or some of those crumbs back to kind of recharge ourselves. If you grew up in a religious household or a religious community, then you probably have heard things like, you know, selfishness is not close to God or, you know, God really does shun people who put themselves first or who don't take care of their neighbor. And you have to love their neighbor, take care of your neighbor, you know, do community things. So if you grew up in that kind of an environment, it's easy to see how you would then take that into your adult life to think I must do for others before I do for self. I must make sure that everybody around me is taken care of before I take care of other or myself because I don't want to be seen as selfish. Because for a lot of people, the idea of being seen as selfish is crippling. The idea that someone would think that you care more about yourself when we really should, hint, hint, than you do the community or the people around you or your friends and family is 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 daunting right like it's crippling to think like who because when you hear someone say oh that person is selfish the immediate thing you think of is this image of someone you know grabbing everything around them and not leaving anything for others or this image of people leaving other people kind of out in the cold while they're in their warm houses with an abundance of stuff that's typically the image that comes up for many people and I know for me being honest Years ago, that was definitely two of the images that came up for me that, you know, if I'm not taking care of other people first, that I am therefore leaving them out, leaving them in the cold, leaving them hungry, leaving them just in a negative situation. And it took some work to really work through that. And so hopefully at the end of this, you'll be able to have some a couple of things that you can start doing as well to kind of change that mindset. But that is one big reason that we don't want to be, you know, be be selfless, right? We want to, we don't want to be perceived as selfish. Another one is that you've been taught that it's good for you to do for others first before you do for yourself. And I know growing up, I saw all of the women in my, in my life 
really live this and embody this. They would get up before us. They would make sure we had breakfast on the table. They would make sure we were ready for school or whatever activities we had to do before they did anything for themselves. And in many ways, those women were praised. They were praised at church. They were praised on TV. They were praised in the community. They were praised at school. I can remember countless TV shows growing up that showed the moms who were constantly vacuuming the floors, doing dishes, making dinner, making sure that everybody in the house was taken care of. And at the end of the night, they would always show her just exhausted, either plop down on the couch or just plop down at the table, just completely exhausted, right? Like her hair's all over her place. Her clothes are a little bit disheveled. But we celebrated that because her kids were happy, her partner was happy, her friends and family were happy. And so that has been ingrained in many of us that in order to be a good person, you have to put other people first. Pause right here and think about in your own life. How many times have you done that? How many times have you been exhausted? And instead of saying, you know what, I got to go and do some things for myself real quick. You say, you know what, no what, no way. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to push through. I'm going to do this thing for this person and this person and that person. And then I'll go home and rest. And then I'll go home and do something different. How many of us have said that? I know I am guilty of saying it. And I know many of the women in my life are also guilty of saying it. I also know that when we do feel that way, it's also, again, because we don't want to be seen as not being a good person, that we don't even talk about those things unless you have a really close enough friend group or a close family circle where you can talk about those things. Many of us never even bring up to people that we're feeling that way. We just keep going, keep pushing through. Meanwhile, we are just really, really falling apart on the inside. Things are changing and happening and we just don't know what to do with it. Now, there is another category of what makes us put others first, and we don't, we really don't talk about this category, but here in this place, we do talk about it, right? In this space that we share, we go to the down and di- the down and dirty, we go in deep. So the other category are those people who want to be seen in a good light because they want others to think highly of them. And this category of people I'm talking about are those people that you see constantly sharing with the world how they've helped someone, how they've helped either the less fortunate, someone in their family, someone in their community. And there's tons of pictures all over social media or all over the place, just showing them doing something for someone else. And those type of people, typically, if you pay attention to them, which we all do, whether you want to admit it or not, we all do pay attention to those kind of people. They only do it when there's a camera around. Or they hire a professional camera crew to show up when they're going to be somewhere. We all have seen those kind of people, whether it be on a celebrity level or down to just our local community where people do that. And people do that because, again, they want to be seen as selfless when really they might have some traits that make them not be able to put other people first. Because there is a huge difference between being a genuinely selfless person and then a person who really is all about self but doesn't want anybody to know. Those those people do exist. And we're not going to call them out. We're not going to shun them. We're not going to do, you know, that's not our business. That's between them and their therapist or them and themselves to kind of work on. But I did just want to make sure that I did talk about that category because they exist, right? They They want to do for others simply because it looks good for them. And they know that when you do good for others in a community light or a public light or on certain levels, that you get things in return. You get some type of kickbacks in return. And so that's the only reason that they're doing things for other people is because they know something's going to come back. So those are the kind of categories that 
people fall into and I'm sure there are other ones but these are the three that I really just kind of wanted to highlight because they're the kind of the most common that I've observed throughout my years so what other things kind of happen when you aren't pouring into yourself first or you're you're putting others first to the extent that you are starting to physically and mentally feel it right because there are times like as mothers it is you know it is our job to make sure our kids are okay and in fact according to the law, right, it is our job to make sure that they are fed, they are clothed, they are safe, like that is our job. So we do have to do that. So I'm not talking about the normal, you know, general things. I'm talking about when we overdo it, when we start to notice these physical and mental responses, right? When you start to say things like, man, my back is constantly hurting. Or every time someone calls me and I see this certain name and number on my phone, I immediately turn my face up because I know as soon as I answer, it's going to be this long to-do list of things for me to do, right? So those are kind of the common mental and physical responses. But there's also where it really goes in too deep, so to speak, and it, it becomes upside down in a sense. So the other mental responses that I've seen and I've experienced and I've heard is just sheer exhaustion, mental and physical exhaustion. So not being able to have a clear thought, not being able to really form a good sentence or have a good conversation because you are just tired. You just can't do anymore. Your tenseness in your body. So neck pain, back pain, shoulders shoulders being tense, noticing that the tongue, your tongue is on the roof of your mouth. Pause right here and think about and check yourself. Is your tongue on the roof of your mouth right now as you're listening to this? Could be a sign that you're, you know, overdoing it in areas of your life. Might not necessarily be related to just not putting yourself first, but but it's there. It's a thing. So if that's happening right now, and if you did notice that your tongue was stuck at the roof of your mouth, go ahead, lower your tongue, and take several deep breaths and jump back into the podcast. So outside of those kind of common things, I've also seen, or you know, you also hear people start talking about how they start to avoid things right? Have you ever met someone that says, "Mm, I don't go to those kind of events anymore because I always find myself working too hard and coming home exhausted. I really never get to enjoy the situation because I'm always involved. I had a friend once who was really good at party planning and wedding planning and things like that, but they stopped going to events because they noticed that as soon as they would walk in, even if that person had a party planner or an event coordinator, they would defer to to her immediately and expect her to do whatever was needed. So here she showed up to be a guest at this event or a participant, and now she's working and has now missed the entire thing. The other part of this putting others first to the detriment is noticing when you don't, you're not able to eat. So you've shown up at a dinner or you're hosting a dinner and you don't even get a chance to enjoy your own plate. Because you are constantly pouring into others and constantly doing for other people. Or how about when you can't answer simple questions like, what do you like to do? What are your, what are your interests? What are you into? What are your hobbies? If you find that you can't answer those questions and when you start digging in and you notice that it's because you're always doing for someone else, that might be a problem that you might want to do something with. Maybe it's not a problem for you, but it could be and potentially can get worse. So you definitely want to make sure that you're doing something for it. So what is all this? Why do we get stuck in these cycles? What what happens and what has happened in our lives that typically lend and keep us kind of stuck in these things? So the number one overwhelming, glaring, whatever word you want to put in there is boundaries. Now, I know we all talk about boundaries and we could go on and on about boundaries. And there are tons of podcasts and therapists and books and 
TED Talks and everything on boundaries. So for this purpose, I'm going to keep this super simple to boundaries being about making sure that you aren't crossing over and doing more than you need to. And it's starting to cause you a mental or physical response that's not healthy or happy. So that's the kind of boundaries I'm talking about for this context. I might do an episode completely on boundaries in the future. But for this one, again, we're just going to talk about kind of almost drawing a line in the sand, so to speak, that says, this is my threshold of where I can do for others. And then this is when I need to start pulling back. So going with kind of the analogy I just said with the line in the sand, think about boundaries being like when you were a kid and you were in the sandbox before you realized the sandboxes were full of germs and dirty, just back to when you just had a really good time in the sandbox plane. And think about it in terms of wherever the, the square is around that box or the circle is around that box where the sand does not seep out. That's your boundaries. Keeping that analogy, let's think of it like this. When your boundaries are poor, And when you aren't putting yourself first when you need to, and when you're letting other people kind of dictate your time, dictate your schedule, almost dictate your life in a sense, think about it with the same idea of the sandbox and the sand starts running over. The sand starts spilling into the grass or spills into the onto the concrete. Or let's think for a second that you've got this sandbox in your house because you were being adventurous and decided to put the sandbox in your basement. So think about that. This sand is spilling everywhere. How would that feel? How do you think that that, you know, would play out for you to notice that sand is now getting everywhere and it's being spread so thin that now there's not any sand left in the box for you to play with when you're ready because it's everywhere. And it's not just in one spot when it seeps out, right? The sand is all over the place because you've got a dog or you've got a kid that's now taking buckets of the sand or handfuls of the sand and just kind of throwing it all over your basement are just kind of throwing it everywhere. So it's sprinkled everywhere. So you can't go recollect it. That's what happens when we don't put ourselves first when we need to. Again, I'm emphasizing because I don't want people to get the idea that it should be all about you and then all about others. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is if you find yourself being the type of person that consistently is putting others first. You're consistently going out of your way to make sure that the people in your lives have what they need and that meanwhile you have nothing or meanwhile you have crumbs and you have, you know, little scratches of things. That's what I'm talking about. That's when you need to kind of put those boundaries in place a little bit more and you need to really be kind of tightening up how you're going to do it. The other thing is that you get kind of fed up with things being that way right so the other thing that happens when your boundaries aren't in place or when you're constantly putting other people first is you get fed up you start looking at every situation as a drain a drag more work more pressure and what do you think happens to your mental and your physical body when you do that ding ding you start to feel overwhelmed. You start to feel exhausted. You Anxiety starts to set in. And for a lot of people, symptoms of depression start to set in. Because how would it not? If you're looking at every situation that you're in as a potential situation to drain you or to take something from you with nothing coming back in return, then of course, you're going to be fed up, right? What about the pressure? So the pressure to keep giving and keep going only grows as you get older and as you add more people to your kind of pot of people that you put first. People don't magically wake up and say, you know what? 
I think you've been doing too much for me lately. Let me back off and do some stuff for you. That very rarely happens. You can ask almost any wife or any mother that they have to almost scream and holler and throw stuff in their house. Not violently throw stuff, but just, you know, toss things a little hard for someone to notice that they are drowning or someone to notice that they're overwhelmed or that they need support. And then you get the support, you know, for a couple of days, because remember, you haven't told the people in your lives that you need something to be different. So they're going to give it to you one time. Mother's Day especially is the time that most women get a break, air quote on break. And again, this is not to complain. This is not a, a dig on any partners or any people. This is just kind of painting the picture of what happens when we don't pour into our own cup, when we don't put ourselves first to make sure that we can do for others. Speaking of that, think about it in terms of this. If you are refreshed and you wake up refreshed, you have more energy to do. So if you are a person, because I don't think I mentioned this earlier, but there are categories of people that really just love to help other people. They get so filled up with joy and happiness by helping other people that they need to do it. So we're not talking about those people in this situation, right? We're just talking about when it's too much, when it's too far. And if that is you, then you definitely want to make sure that you have an ability to recharge so you can keep doing for other people. Because the last thing you would want, if that's your personality type, is to not be able to, to function at the level you want to. So for whatever reason you come up with, it's important that you go ahead and start creating new boundaries or creating ways that you can refill and recharge yourself to continue to give. And if you've listened to this and you've been thinking and you realize and notice that mm, I really do need to change some things, then it's time to do it. So again, there are tons of books, podcasts, TED Talks, articles, everything about creating boundaries. So I'm just going to give you my kind of top few things of ways that you can start creating your own boundaries. Number one thing is to sit down and identify what's too much. Sit down and identify what is your too much, too long, too far limit, right? And the way you can kind of measure that is think about the last time someone asked you to do something or the last time you were overdoing it. How did you feel? Did you feel like, man, I, I was able to do it for hour one and two, but by the time hour three came, I was just done for. That's one way to do it. The other way that you can kind of create boundaries is to think about your level of exhaustion and looking at, or I'm not sorry, your level of exhaustion in terms of how much do you want to handle. Keyword want to, not have to, want to. So really sitting and looking at, this is my weekly schedule, this is my daily schedule, do I have space to do extra? Or am I doing just as much as I can right now? So those are kind of my top two things or top two ways to start creating boundaries. Again, I might do a full episode on boundaries and really dig in deep on how to create them and what to do. But for now, those are kind of the top two things. And always remember that when you create boundaries, they are for you. People in your life may not know that you have this boundary. And if you want to tell them that's you can, it's, you can completely do that but just keep in mind that they may not understand what you're talking about they likely will say that they don't overdo it or they don't take up too much of your time so you know decide if you want to if you want to have that conversation with someone else but you definitely want to make sure you have the conversation with yourself that says this is this is my boundary this is where I'm starting this is where I'm stopping I am okay with myself not doing more and on that note we'll wrap up for today let me know your thoughts Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found the episode insightful and helpful to you on your journey. 
please hit the subscribe button and also leave a rating and a comment if you are listening on iTunes and Spotify. If you'd like to stay connected with me, please follow me on social media at Brittany A. Johnson LMHC on Instagram and LinkedIn and Brittany A. Johnson on Facebook. You should also head over to my website and subscribe to the mail list so that you can stay fully connected and be first to know when something new is coming out. And that's BrittanyAJohnson.com. Until next time.